0: I'm your voice of confidence, and let's start our business. Well, I- I'm self-doubt, and uh, I don't think so. Come on. With LegalZoom, it's just a few steps. Fine. I'm in. LegalZoom, now you're in business. LegalZoom is not a law firm or a substitute for
2: an attorney.
1: Bitrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at BITTREX.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading.
0: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential.
2: Hi, Mark Byers. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting for our 10th annual Aviation Month. I'm so grateful to have you here today. We are going to touch on a very important topic, and that is creating a culture of safety in the cockpit. Always important and one that we could take to all of life. You know, uh, one thing I learned is uh, I often would get uh, really narrow focused when in the cockpit sometimes, which could be leading to very dangerous effects, not only in the cockpit, but in business and in life. So uh, welcome. Before we get started with sharing all those wonderful safety tips, share a little bit about your backstory.
1: So I'm actually a second-generation aviation individual born in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, my father was actually a demonstration pilot with some of the manufacturers out there, Learjet, uh, Canadair, what have you. And so I grew up around airplanes my whole life and started flying myself gliders at 13 um, and was bit by the bug and have stayed in the industry ever since. So principally private aviation, in um, particular kind of charter and uh, and Part 91 is, is what it's called. And uh and so now really these past uh, 10 years um I've been running a company called uh, Aviation Manuals and also Arc uh, Safety Management. Um and the main thing we provide is essentially operations uh manuals, guidance, content, uh letters of authorization as well as uh custom-made safety management system software for aviation operations uh, worldwide. Mm.
2: So, you know, it's been a big part of your career focusing on uh, aviation safety. Um, what part have you found that safety has made for you as a pilot?
1: Um Safety is, has really kind of been an undercurrent in aviation the whole throughout my career and I've seen it go through various evolutions in the early years when I was with an organization called Flight Safety International that did pilot simulator pilot training mm-hmm. um we saw kind of the introduction or the the application of uh, of simulator based training where some, aircraft, some training was still done in the aircraft itself, in particular in business aviation. We saw CRM, which was kind of crew resource management, begin, begin to become more popular. Initially, there was kind of, there was an opposition, uh, but not necessarily widespread acceptance. That's become very mainstream. And now really over the last 10 years, we've seen the evolution of kind of safety management systems become more popular which really is, uh, you know, the variation is really initially, we looked at accidents and incidents, we tried to analyze what happened, and then we would try and avoid that happening again. Mm -hmm. With CRM, we tried to bring a more holistic approach to kind of the cockpit integration, um, as well as the machine. And now with SMS, it's trying to introduce an element of predictability into an operation. So you analyze your data and how you operate on a continuous basis. And as you identify risks, you try to change your behavior so that those, lists, th- those risks rather don't lead eventually to some sort of accident or incident. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and for folks who might not know, way back in the past, uh, it used to be the captain ruled and no one could say anything, uh, you know, if they felt there was something in the Mm. cockpit or in the flight deck that wasn't quite okay, you would just never speak up. But the whole point of bringing crew resource management on board is it brings everyone on board to be team members on fully getting the cockpit functioning totally. If you see something off, you're totally able to speak up and let everyone know what's up and share in the responsibilities of the cockpit. Yeah.
1: And that was that was really born out of a a fairly horrific accident, Tenerife, way back when. Um, a KLM accident, a seven four seven, and it really it really showed that the you know the first officers in particular were not necessarily willing to challenge mm-hmm. what the captain was saying. And so yes, now you have a much more holistic, integrated manner of uh, of the crews working. And mm-hmm. and now the challenge I think we find today is the crews working together was uh, was a challenge back then, and now it's actually the the intersection of automation and the crews. So mm-hmm. as aircraft become more and more automated. Um, we're seeing that's one of the that's one of the areas that we certainly have to look at now as well from a safety perspective. So,
2: yeah, share a little bit about your experience in that area because I started off uh, flying not glass but steam, sure. which pretty much means you know the old uh, cockpit, not with all sure. the commu- commu- uh, computer computerizations. But like, how has it made it more challenging both in the general aviation arena as well as commercial? Well,
1: I think that the challenges are 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 potentially more training related. Um, I think um, I think as you uh, you know invariably as you have automation, uh, you know you you might notice it with your with your car. You know it used to be that um, you know I know I'm still a little bit um, from from that school where you know you rely on the GPS, but sometimes you want to check on your on your map or try and figure well am I really where I think I am sort of thing. Um, You know, as systems become more automated, you rely more and more on them, which is okay, because actually safety is increasing. So it's not a negative thing. However, it does mean that certain let's call it skill sets might atrophy a little bit. So you might, you might get rusty in certain areas. Um, that you wouldn't have gotten as rusty r- rusty in earlier. So I think we just need to review uh, the kind of training that we do. So you know, pilots today uh, often are, are managing systems more than they are necessarily flying the aircraft. And mm-hmm. it's so, so it's really just uh, you know, Air France I think over the Atlantic was an example of that where um, you know reactions to certain types of um, unusual attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just finding that crews are getting potentially a little rustier in certain areas. Um, just because they are, you know, more reliant, let's say, on um, on the systems. But that doesn't mean that it's it's actually continually getting safer. So it's not a it's not a problem that's that's massive or widespread. It just means we have to pay some more attention to that intersection, I think.
2: Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point that you say, Mark, because uh, even driving in the car, you can just turn on your GPS and just turn off your brain and be like, yeah, it's got I see the the little orange line there. I'll just follow it. And it can make you become complacent sometimes so as even a person driving a car or in everyday life getting into the car sometimes just paying attention i remember one friend calling me saying she was going to come visit me one night and it took her four hours to get to my house and she's like the gps kept leading me everywhere i'm like yeah it's a tool
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's it's a question of, like I said, it's it's certainly getting safer. And I think even with automated vehicles, one day the roads will be safer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, you know, for the interim and where we are still in aviation is that you have to have somebody monitoring the systems. You can't, uh, as we've seen with, you know, with various car accidents on some of these EV cars mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you can't rely a hundred percent on it. And so I think it's just that um, that intersection. Like I said, I think they're doing a great job. Uh, I think, um, you know, it's it's one of the most analyzed, um, criticized, um, and uh, improved upon industries in the world. Um, and it will continue to be so. And so I, I have every faith that we will, you know, we'll resolve these problems. Yeah. But it is certainly an area we have to look at.
2: Yeah. Well, I I tell you, I I definitely feel safer in in airplanes than I do in most cars. If you're on highways and see the way people. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I definitely feel safer. But this is a a good thing to take into real life, too, because uh, the safety measure, whatever you have in the cockpit, what have you seen that you've brought for safety purposes into your everyday life that's made your life more effective?
1: Um, I think, you know, I mean, I think the uh, the things that we're seeing everyday life and even in other industries that we're seeing is that people are adopting procedures. So I think uh, I think conceptually, um, an organization holistically always functions better than the individuals per se. So so you need to find best practices in really everything you do. And so I think you know what we provide really on the manual side and on the safety management system side, Really is that concept of well taking the individual skill sets that everyone has and the best practices that we've learned collectively as an industry, mm. and really kind of applying that, but constantly reevaluating how you're doing and what you're doing. And I think, mm. I think in many ways that can be applied to frankly any life situation. It can be applied to a family raising kids, um, you know, managing your household, and so. So I think I think you know what I'm the best practices I'm starting to see you know in this company certainly, and what I've learned from this company is that um, is that really when you make decisions on on a better way to do things, it's making sure that you're implementing them and then you're living by those um, uh, methods and procedures, and that's that's the beauty of really um, this virtuous cycle that we as a company, and I'll do a little plug here, we as a company have is that is that essentially. You know, we, we we help you create the documentation and make sure that you're you're operating the way you, you need to. The safety management system set, it's then helps you identify areas where you might need improvement. And then that virtuous cycle heads back into improving the way your manuals and your policies and procedures um, occur so that you're really kind of rolling that out. And so you're in this virtuous constant improvement and feedback loop. And, and I think all of us in life, frankly, in many ways, I think, I think that's a, I, I find a lot of joy in that and is constantly trying to f- tweak and figure yeah. better ways out uh, of doing things. So,
2: yeah, I love that you say that, Mark. I, I've been in the business arena now 25 years, no, maybe 27 years. But one thing I've noticed about the whole business um, industry is that companies are more acting more uh, in a more balanced uh, way from the very. A smaller worker, assistant—they'll uh, get feedback from all of their employees to say what works, what doesn't work, what what do we need to tweak. It's not the old days where the hierarchy and and the people down below never had a mm-hmm. say. There's more of a voice for everyone, and they aren't the ones running the company, but they add to the changes and the tweaks to make things run more efficiently.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, you know I think that's a must. I mean, for I won't I won't deny it for for a few years here we were providing uh operations manuals and best practices but we didn't actually have one ourselves inside the organization so it so it took us so we were we were promoting it and we were certainly advocating it and and it took us a while to get to the point where we we realized actually our own organization could benefit from that sort of thing and i and i do believe that's true for all organizations and and i've just anecdotally you know, been business get togethers, you might have a somebody who's in the food industry or or what have you. And when I start to describe the the policies and procedures we had place in aviation, and and you know, this gentleman, they sold gelato and he sat next to me and said, Well, look, in order for us to sell our gelato to Costco, we have to undergo these third party auditing uh, processes and uh, when he described it to me I said well that's exactly what our industry's been doing for 20 or 30 years so mm-hmm. so you see it being applied to other industries and in particular when you know when there's consumer safety involved et cetera and and I think everyone can benefit from it so.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And one one thing I'm liking from what you're saying, and I think everyone can pick up from who's listening, is that you can always do better. Like, what can we tweak today? What can we do to make our business that much more efficient?
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: yeah. And uh, so now we're coming to the end, but I want you to leave the audience. There might be some business owners listening in who said, "I've always wanted to learn to fly so I can fly myself to business meetings and such." <laughs> what would you say to a interested business owner out there who's thinking about maybe getting a pilot license?
1: Well, I, I can only encourage them. I think flying is a wonderful thing, and I think it teaches you a lot about yourself, um, a lot about independence, a lot about um, confidence, frankly. Mm-hmm. However, I would also emphasize that um, just because you know how to run a business doesn't mean you're going to be exceptional at flying. So um, so it is like everything else, unless you're exercising or practicing it. Um you know, if if you have a high risk flight, take a safety pilot along, don't be, don't be overly proud. Yeah. Um, you know, you might have family members relying on you, etc. So I think that that, you know, never be overly confident, just because you're good and, and have strengths in one area of your life doesn't mean that you that necessarily translates to all areas. Mm-hmm. And flying in particular is definitely something you need to exercise on a regular basis. Um, it's not like a car where you can get in and if you forget how to do something, pull over to the side of the road and and uh, and figure it out. This is once you're up there, you've got to, you know, you've got to figure out how to come back down. And so, so yeah, I just, uh, you know, my, my strong recommendation is do it. It's a wonderful thing. It's magical. And, um, however, never overestimate or be overconfident in your own abilities when you do fly. So.
2: Yeah, I love that you say that because it is something that will push you to your limits and also challenge you as a person. I think you can grow. And maybe it's not for everyone. Uh, some people have told me, hey, I tried it, it didn't work for me, sure. you know, something I like. Hey, but it's definitely something um, GA is definitely you can use. Uh, you can hire a charter if you don't want to do it yourself. Um, yeah, but, you know, let everyone know where they can find out more about ARC, safety management, and um, also aviation manuals.
1: Well, we are easily found at aviationmanuals with an S.com and arcsky. So, arcsky.com. Um, and they both sites link to each other, so you can find them quite easily. And uh, what well, we'd love to have you visit us, and if you have any needs uh, in any way for operational materials or safety management systems, or just have curiosity in general, what we do, feel free to contact us anytime.
2: Awesome. And where are you located exactly?
1: We are located just north of Washington D.C. in a in a town called Rockville, Maryland. So
2: awesome! Well, I just have to thank you again, Mark Bayer, for coming to share on our tenth annual Aviation Month. It's been a pleasure speaking to you this evening. Thank you.
1: Thank, thanks for having me, Christine. I appreciate it. You have a good evening. You too.
0: Like. Subscribe and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com.
2: Bitrex is a
1: cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity.